I'm like a budget version of the, um, the sound police academy man. police academy guy. Have you seen the video where they make the sound effects? It's on. It's been doing the rounds on like Facebook and stuff. Why are you looking at me like that? Who makes the sound effects? The is man. It the, the man from Police Academy. <laughs> a man. That's his job. I don't know what his name is. I don't think it's the man from Police Academy. Have you ever watched Police Academy? What do you think the answer to that question is? Then you don't know, do you? No, I it, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, but... Listeners, if you're out there, if you know who the sound effects man is from Police Academy, send Mickey, slide into Mickey's DMs and let her know. He made a comeback um, a few years ago because he did a duet on Jimmy Kimmel with... <laughs> I'm not talking about the man that makes <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm talking about the perfect props. And then smashes them and stuff. Yeah. So he'll make like rubber plates for like gym scenes and like swords and knives. So what I, what I, I lied for the first 30 seconds of this podcast today. I just made up a story about something that didn't even happen. He makes props. I'm just going to cut that bit to you talking about how to make tea. No! I'm double now. I've had mess. I've been inundated with messages from other from, uh, from other people. Other that people are make tea the wrong way. No, and they've all said I completely agree with you. And as we just discussed off off the podcast, just because people do things a certain way doesn't mean it's the correct way. No, you may enjoy making tea that way, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But as you just indicated to me. <laughs> Some people may, you know, may enjoy climbing without a safety rope. Yeah. And 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> no, I... The, last week when I apologised, I retract my apology. I'm doing the opposite of when you do a statement. Okay. Who, and who did you apologise to? I don't know. You, I think. For what? For making tea the, different to you. You could, I just, it's fine because if you ever made me tea, I wouldn't be affected because I don't drink children's tea with sugar, so. I just do the intro. <laughs> Roll the intro. Roll the intro. Welcome to episode 13 of... Chop with Carrie Water. Mandy's Book Club. Murder on the Dodgems, this is unlucky for Sam, this episode. If you see, I, we can get into that. That's a great segue, Mickey, into... It so might be a little stitious, name we, the quote. <laughs> if we if we had the budget, Stevie Wonder would be playing now. It would cut in. With... If we had the budget. Yeah, you can't you just put You could someone... do that. Oh. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, okay. And then the podcast would be taken, taken down. down. Or we'd be okay, billed fair. by Universal Records or something. Okay, yeah, we can't do that. We don't have the budget for that. I'm going to go with that you thought, I just know Stevie Wonder. You could do that. No, like, I thought, be fine. I mean, like, oh, if we had the budget to get a sound Oh, do you mean if I go like... Yeah, okay. I'll just, I'll just jam out a bit of superstition. I don't think he owns the right to you... Singing it. Doing it terribly. Someone owns the rights to happy birthday, so... Yeah, that's so true. So what was the segue into? Can't remember. Superstitions. That's what we're going to talk about today. Briefly. Okay. Are you superstitious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to make a bet on that, why? Okay. Um, let's guess some. No, I'm not. Su- no, I'm not superstitious in the fact that I think. Um, no, I don't think I am superstitious. Actually, I think I lied. 
I love shit like that, but I don't think I am superstitious. Do you What's sal- a superstition? Like, do what? you salute magpies? No, but Karen does. Do you walk under ladders? Yeah, yeah. Do you walk over drains? Yeah, don't care about that one. Under road signs? Yeah. Actually, I'm not superstitious. Do you cut your nails on a Sunday? Yeah. Would you put new shoes on a table, in a box? Yeah. Then you're not superstitious. No, I'm not superstitious. Do you touch wood? I do touch wood. Then you're superstitious. Do this one. Yeah, touch wood. Mm. So you are superstitious. Oh, okay. But yeah, one out of ten. Are you superstitious? No, you're not. I was. I was crippled really? by it. I was... Yeah. Oh my god. Which ones? Wow, all of them. Because of some deep mimetic frames being raised by a Welsh grandmother. Uh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I said, oh, I didn't mean to say it like, oh. It's okay, she is dead, so. No, but still. Now, now get really off. It's really patronising. Yeah. Don't so pa- start laughing at being dead because I get really awkward about it, not because. About my grandmother being dead. No, it's just my initial reaction sometimes. It's hilarious, isn't it? No. I'm going to have to take five. Can we stop the podcast so I can stop laughing at your dead you just need a bit of You just need a bit of time to get out your system, do you? No, I just don't know why it's my okay. reaction is like that sometimes. Okay. It's great listening. Trigger warning for anyone who's no, it's not. potentially about it's to just, lose a grandparent. Mickey will be happy to come around and like The way people me. that deliver, like... No, she's dead, so it's fine. It makes me laugh. I don't know why. Like, I don't know. When people like really deadpan, like, nah, she's dead. Okay, move on. Okay, we're moving on. No, I'm going to... dead. Carry on. Oh, yeah, let's just brush past that, you well, know. If we're going to talk about it, my grandparents are dead, so there we go. Just get it out, all out in the open. Is this where I laugh? No, because that's normal. Mickey, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh... Uh, Mr. and Mrs. James, I'm sorry for your loss. It's just Mr. James, actually. Mrs. James has still got... Nanny. Nan. Nan. Yeah. Nan, the tea expert. Yeah. Shout out to Nan, if you're listening. Nan is not listening. Nan uh, gets confused about whether this is a phone conversation when mum's listening to it, or whether I'm there in person. She doesn't understand the concept of it. It's not what your Nan told me on WhatsApp the other day. She did not WhatsApp my Nan, I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> no, she's more of a FaceTime. Oh, I don't believe it. <laughs> She, uh, she, when we did the voice she note thing the other day, me, uh, when we did the voice note thing the other day, Kirsten has to be like, Nan, this is not a phone call, she's not on the phone, but can you speak into the phone and tell her how you make tea? And how does your Nan make tea, Mickey? Um, but she doesn't take sugar, so... No, because she's not five. So, again, <laughs> thanks, Nan. I don't for think that. it's child tea, I think it's personal preference. Yeah, you personally prefer to drink children's tea, yeah, I that's do. fine. It's in an avoidance of being an adult. So, superstitions. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my grandmother would, so you would have to salute and say, good morning, Mr. Magpie, or good afternoon, Mr. Magpie. When you saw one magpie. Yeah, yep. but then it became quite extreme with me. So if there was 14 magpies, I would do it 14 times. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it was a nightmare. You know, sometimes you'd be cursed, someone would be in conversation with you, you'd be driving along and I'd see a huge flock of magpies and I'd be like, put a pin in that. Oh, <laughs> but I got it down to a T. I'd be like, sub, you know, like very small, like kind of ticks. Really? Yeah, really. I'm quite shocked about, to know this about you. My grandmother told me that you couldn't cut your nails on a Sunday. So, and it, 
you know if occasionally you'd start cutting your nails and you'd realise it was a Sunday mm-hmm. it would just feel like this <gasps> like I didn't I didn't suspend the disbelief that something terrible was going to happen but it felt inherently wrong yeah just like it was like I shouldn't be doing it um, you couldn't put new shoes on a table and then I found it was in a box apparently that's uh, walking under a ladder walking under road signs walking up you could walk over two drains but you couldn't walk over three in a row oh yeah so you have to jump the other way but then it <laughs> welcome to therapy with Owen <laughs> um, if I was walking and I scuffed my right foot I would have to scuff the left foot to balance it mm, out okay I think what you're talking about here is OCD and not well, yeah <laughs> and not superstition yeah but then that's it's not because it's really it can't be because you can't just be like I used to do that and I just fixed it I can't just be like, yeah, I just fix my OCD. No. I mean, I'd like to think I can, but I don't, I don't believe that. I think I was just mentally ill. But anyway, so I'd, and then if you scuffed your left foot to make up for a bit too hard, you have yeah. to back, rebounce it. Ooh. No, it gets worse. So if I turned around one way, I would have to turn back the other direction at the same time because I would feel dizzy perpetually afterwards, which is weird enough in How itself. How old are you? into my 20s now (laughs) that in itself is terrible so imagine spinning around on a chair three times and then having to undo it no 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 this is just scratching the surface don't take my kids off me Uh, (laughs) if i saw someone spinning around like turning around one way i would have to look away and picture them turning back the other way because it would just feel off kilter to me oh my god it, and i think it was control issues mm. like seeking to like because i'm not an orderly <laughs> i'm not a neat person no so i don't know why this but i think it was some sort of like manifestation of other things that were out of my control and the you know putting more emphasis on complete nonsense so when i used to walk to school you'd walk and on the pavement you'd go and the I'd walk the same route to school and back, and it's basically a straight line down the hill and across. But if I went on the left, so if the lamppost passed me, on, on, if I walked on the inside of the lamppost on the way to school, and yeah. I came home, and for whatever reason I got forced around the lamppost mm. the other side, in my mind I would feel like I'd left a, you know, like a Patronus trail, yeah. and it would be like, well, I have to go back around the lamppost because it's stuck on it. Like it was a horrible. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I never talked about it at all. You probably should have spoken Yeah, probably. Them. But then, so the the superstition side of things, what, so touching wood was the worst one. So it would be like, and I think this was this weird thing of, it wasn't for me, it was, you know, you'd go like, oh, touch wood, this doesn't happen to you. And then people are like, double tap. Mm. And then they tap their head. Oh. I don't know where I'd seen it. You know, it's like touch wood. And if you don't have wood to touch, you touch your head. Yeah. So somehow that became combined in my mind. Oh my god. So imagine how many times a day you'd be like, so I got into this state where if I had thought, oh, something bad could happen to someone, like it was very rarely like, I hope I don't fall. It was never that. But if someone, if you said, oh gosh, like I hope that doesn't happen, I'd have to be like, oh. And I would double tap, double tap. So if we'd been talking about someone who was, I don't know, expecting a baby. Yeah. 
if any sort of negative thought went through my head about like, oh, what if something went wrong? I would be like, oh, and it would just be constantly all day. Any bad thing that could happen, you know, like those, yeah, I'd have to, because I felt like, well, if it did go wrong, I would be responsible for not putting energy into stop. Not that it would stop. I don't know. It's just the idea of like, it's exactly the same reason people touch wood. Yeah. It's meaningless. I don't know the science on the re- like, I don't, yeah, I don't where, know where it came from, from. But it was the it was more the who are you to not on their behalf care. But I guess that's why people pray for people and stuff, you know. But like, so yeah. it, I, it would be the same thing because I don't, I didn't, I don't have a faith. I guess it would be the same if someone said to you, "Oh my gosh, I'm going in for an operation." Yeah. Oh, and then you and, you like, have, oh, and gonna you're like, you. "I'm going to pray for you," and then you don't, and then they die. Not saying it's your fault, but no, but that was you the kind of my. I don't know. It just it was a guilt thing. Wow. So it's probably just a manifestation of all the stuff I don't do in my life that was in my control. I'll be like, well, I'll use this arbitrary magical power of touching my head to help people. So for those of you that are struggling with <laughs> severe, strange uh, things, the way I cured it was to just use my. Ra- I just rationalized. What do I what do I actually believe in life? Yeah. And I think a big part of it was rooted in my relationship with like I love my grandmother. She's dead, Mickey. It's okay, you can laugh. Um I'm not laughing at But so it was like a, I think it was a guilt thing of like letting go and that it was somehow yeah. ending that kind of relationship in your mind. But I just decided like oh, I'm just gonna stop. Yeah. Well I think that's rationalising thing is it rationalizing things is a good way to stop yourself from thinking of worst case scenarios yeah and it you know but i think the problem is it wasn't debilitating it wasn't i could still be doing it now yeah but it was it was just stupid it's inconvenient isn't it but at the time you know it did feel like a big hurdle to stop because knowing my luck sod's law someone would die and they'd be like well Turns out it is your fault, and I'd yeah. just be the weird guy that can't do anything in their life because I've perpetually <laughs> just been like, anyone in the world that may die. <laughs> oh my god. I would not think that about you at all. But it still makes me uncomfortable to see people turning round. And not turning the other way. Yeah. Wow. But I just deal with it now. Well, yeah. And I deliberately will like scuff one foot just to be like, I'm my own boss. <laughs> wow. So if you're still listening after that revelation, yeah, I'm not superstitious. And I'm not either. Like, after that. Yeah. I've never felt compelled to do Stop any of that stuff. Stop touching wood. I don't really touch wood anyway. Oh, so you don't it's care not... about people? Yeah, well, I'm going to You're going to go home and you're going to start don't all start these behaviours now. Do you know, now. like, how crippling <laughs> Half or puff. Half or puff. You can't say that to me, because now I'm going to start. I'm going to pick up all of these things yeah. that you've just said to me. That's how I've never done any Actually, of these Actually, it's a bit like one of those things like the grudge, is it? Or the ring where you have to, the only way to save yourself is to pass them on to other people. What? No. I'm not even recording this. This is just me passing the curse on to you. No, thank you. No. I've, I've never, I don't get the drain thing. Like it, it actually annoys me when people will barge you out of the way. Because like, there are people in my life that do the three drain thing and it annoys when people push you so you don't walk over the three drain thing walking um, under a road sign was supposed to be a bad I've thing. never heard that one I've d- the ladder one yeah but I've not heard the, the road sign Carrie salutes magpies all the time mm. but I thought that was just like a, it's only one magpie if you see one magpie on its own you've got to salute one mm. not if it's like three or four do you know the rhyme? one for sorrow two for joy three for a girl four for a boy five for 
Cis. No, I don't know. <laughs> Um, Silver. Six for gold. Sem for a. Ah, no, I don't know. Secret. Oh, no, to be told. Hey! Eight for. Oh my god, he keeps going. I was like, no, I thought we only went to seven. No, I'm not. In conclusion, never bought into it. Yeah, that was, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. I feel like you got a lot off your chest there. (laughs) I just can't believe that about you. This is going to baffle me for ages now. I did, I also... If you were going to say, out of, if people knew us, out of the two of us, who had a crippling yeah. thing that they had to do because they thought people were going to die because of it. I'm quite proud that, put I, your money on me. that I, like, fixed it. Yeah. And it just shows that neuroplasticity mm-hmm. is real. You're not confined to it. No. But I also recognise I'm the sort of person that will, on a whim, <laughs> give up. Oh, I'm just caffeine free now. Oh, I'm gonna stop eating sugar. Yeah, I can, I, it's much easier for me to be like, I'm just gonna stop. blanket stop just now. Mm. You know, yeah. heroin, crack, all that. Just like, just stop them. So just I, stop. Go cold turkey, and I'm fine. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, that was new things I've learned about Owen Corner, which I'm speechless about and have nothing to follow up with because I can't go over it. Ah, oh, you know, just got to do the work. And thank you for holding space for me to do the work. Like, I thought You're I shook. Had... Yeah, yeah, I really am. <laughs> I was very... Um... So, I think that's the thing. <laughs> when we eventually find my school reports, I, f- I probably just channel my mental capacity into the wrong things, if I mean... <laughs> Imagine oh, no, I put no, that I focus would, into I like. I still positive. agree with that. Thanks so much for that. Like there are things where I'm like, can you just do this thing? And you're like, yeah, cool. Once I've done all of these other things that I don't need to do that aren't. Name one thing I don't need to do. I'm doing at the moment. Rude. I can name <laughs> one or two things you should be, and then something you should do. I think the only thing you've got is longer handstands than you. No, that's not what it is. Didn't deny it though, did you? No, but... Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, yes. No, but I used to play rugby with a girl that had the same thing as you did, but... So, you know, like, scuffing <laughs> your feet? Yeah. She would have it about people touching, like, different sides of her. So if you touched her arm, oh, she would feel... Oh, that's annoying me now just to think about it. She would it. feel like she had to touch the other arm. So, like, when we were warming up and stuff, she would be like, no, I have to do... That you should do both sides anyway. But she would be like, I have to do both sides the equal amount of times when I'm warming up like all my tra- my tackling drills and stuff and then we'd be like what happens in a game mm. and she'd be like well in that situation like things are happening co- so constantly that I'm getting touched quite a lot <laughs> at the end of the game she just runs around and it just <laughs> run, rolls around but we always used to be like she's like can oh, I can I take a tackle bag home please like yeah but we always used to be like that must be so annoying like, but I, I mean like, I bet there's a lot of people with weird Mm-hmm. Not necessarily superstitions, but habits or... I don't think we should call them weird. Niche. Niche. No, weird. They're weird. I was weird. <laughs> mm. that, but the function... Like niche habits. Mm. Yeah, there's... Well, like, for example, me eating with tiny cutlery is a weird habit that I used to do. The weird cutlery. The weird cutlery. The Virgin Airways weird yeah. cutlery. Okay, from the tiny people on the plane. Yeah, so Mrs. James told me where they came from. And where did they come from, Mickey? So my grandma who's dead. I'm sorry for your it's loss. It's okay, thank Not you. Not laughing, for the record. 
See, now I want to laugh about my grandma being dead, and I don't know why. Um, she had a friend... Talking about people that need to do some work. It's just an awkward thing. What TV programme is that where she laughs at funerals? I don't know. Modern Family. Claire, the mum. Yeah. Who is basically... Yeah, I can see the... Um, yeah, whenever they talk about death, she giggles. So it's you... a thing, but that's how, like, I think this says a lot about how my family deals with these situations. With grief and loss. It's with grief and losses that we'll just try and make, laugh a, it off, isn't it? make a massive joke out of it. It works and then it doesn't work. <laughs> Barely just knows suppress the... those deep, feelings deep down. down yeah. Just laugh about them. Oh, do you know what we need? <laughs> Guys, i got good news and bad news. Oh, what's the bad news? The bad news is your Uncle Bob's died. Oh no. What's the good news? I got a Michael McIntyre DVD. <laughs> oh, not Michael McIntyre. Come More than Mrs. Brown's boy. Oh my <laughs> God. Such poor excuses for comedy. No. Um, yeah, so anyway, she had a friend that lived in America and he brought his grandkids over and they had the tiny knife and fork and they gave us the tiny knife and fork. Yeah, but where did they have them from? From the plane. Well, so they were from yeah, so they the plane. Were, yeah, so they flew over from America and then they gave us the tiny knife and fork. Can we get a picture of the tiny knife? Well, get... I don't know where the tiny knife and fork's gone because I asked mum that and she no, said I don't, I don't know where they've picture. gone. I don't want a picture. I want your dad eating a breakfast <laughs> with the tiny knife and fork. <laughs> I don't know where the tiny knife and fork's gone. We don't know where it's gone, but mum at least remembers where it came from. It's going to be well organised in an attic. It's going to be somewhere. It's going to be in my box, probably. Does your nan have a potting shed? Yes. An immaculate potting shed. But that's different Nan. That's not dead Nan. Yeah, I wasn't asking, <laughs> does, does your former grandmother... No. No, my former grandmother... My former that's grandmother. some excessive eyeball movement. <laughs> Sorry, I was like For the record, Mickey is ramming her index finger. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other weird stuff I do. Actually, no, there is weird stuff that I do because of Here my we go! Grandma. So... Every time I went to my grandparents' house, I'd have a cup of tea in the exact in the same mug every time. But I, I realise I have this in other people's houses as well. I have it in your house now. I have a cup of coffee in the same mug every time. But you do give me that. It's not yeah. me selecting it. I'd have a cup of tea or coffee in the same mug. So when they died, I went and took that mug and was like, I will now... Only. Well, I don't only, but if I feel sad or if I feel like... What do you call it? out of sorts, I will go find that mug and I will have a cup of coffee or tea in the mug. Mm. It is the world's weirdest mug. I will take a picture and put it on Instagram. It's like a long cat wearing dungarees. <laughs> it gets better. Smoking a cigar. I can't imagine this shape at all. Where do you fill it? The up? mug. Is the head of Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, a picture. Yes, a picture. Oh, I was like... <laughs> you were like, it's a long cat. No, no. Mickey's just there, double-handed. Is it like a yard of ale, but with tea? And then it wraps around <coughs> the mug. It's a really small mug as well. Again, it's tiny. So, yeah. And if I get You've sad, just got a thing for small things. It's because... And yet you've got the biggest dog in the like world. A, it makes me feel like a child. A lot of this is deep-rooted in me wanting to feel like a kid again. And I will have the same tea that my grandma would cook for me when I feel really sad. And what is that tea? Garlic, yeah, chips, peas. Is this the... Have you upgraded the Kiev to the bread and the Kiev, though? No. Oh, it has to be true. No. Well, that's not how grandma would make it for me, so I'm not deviating from that recipe. No, but you also eat garlic Kievs. Mm -hmm. With a slice of bread. Oh no, I've never done that. I just told you to do that and now you do it. 
So we were the guinea pigs. Right? Yeah, and then you approved it for me, so now I might, I might try it. <coughs> but never done it. The outer bits of the bread, though, do end up... What's that weird... Um, it's, it's like toast, but it's super dry and burnt. And people uh, buy it. It comes like that. Um, like, it's not French toast, that's mm, the eggy one. No, you can, it's French toast. But it's rock solid. Oh, it's, like a, it's like a giant crouton. Giant, giant crouton. Yeah, so maybe there is weird stuff I do, but it's not to the level of you. Yeah, well, everyone has those... I would love to hear what other people do. Yes. As like a niche. Or your, yeah, your superstitions, your yeah. strange... Yeah, what's like a weird or thing is you it, do? Is it an idiosyncrasy? Oh, I don't... Mm, is it? I, I don't know, it's been a long time since I read a book, but it feels right. Mm, let's go with it. Yeah. My idiosyncrasies. And I think people will all be like, oh, I don't do anything weird. And then when you actually think about it, I think a lot of people... Yes, yeah, only when you say it out loud and people go like, no, that's weird. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, okay. I didn't think it was weird, but now I do. I think it, it, a lot of it comes out when you live with someone for the first time. <laughs> They're like, why are you doing that? Like, oh, I didn't realise it was weird. <laughs> like when you give someone a cup with a tea bag and some sugar in, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? No, that's just, I think that's just general courtesy. Mm, not to no. ruin someone's So, <laughs> anyway, speaking of weird, weird things people do, so yesterday on Instagram I asked people, what do they do to avoid being an adult? Because... There's nothing dark in this now, is there? <laughs> do you mean? No, there's nothing dark. Because I was like, surely other people do the tea thing, or do things that are like the tea things. Anyway, someone does an iron. I'm in team no iron. I'm in team no iron. You will never get that time back. The, Thank uh, and you. if you go into a funeral, he, if you live with someone with hair straighteners, collars, front bit there. Do you know done. what I do? Blow dry it. If you put it down and blow dry the front of your top, it gets uncreased. Or just wear it earlier in the day so your body heat. Yeah. Or put it on when it's wet. There are just certain things in life where I'm like, I don't want to do this. That I have, I want to be doing other things and not ironing. No one is ever. Even if that be... means I'm gonna stare at the ceiling and do fuck all. Like I would rather do that than not iron. <coughs> it's just yeah. Just imagine, even if you ironed for four minutes a week. Play that times out over a 50 year. Fifty times. What's fifty times four, Mickey? Two hundred minutes. What's that? Three hours a year. Of ironing and no one's ironing for four minutes but well, no. three hours a year yeah for what 40 years of your life yeah that's 40 times three Think Mickey, 120, 120 hours what's that in a, that's time that could but who spent. made it a social norm that your clothes should be not creased because well, i've got issues with them but also i feel like reaching peak expression of life is not having i mean if you take pleasure in being dapper mm -hmm. then yeah iron but mm -hmm. if i am in a situation where i have to wear clothes that look better ironed i'm in the wrong situation yeah. there's no time where i'm like what i really need now is a crispy press shirt to climb up this wall oh my God, and, and try and get my dog to jump up after me or yeah. i'm never like oh this this adventure would be way better if i had a crease <laughs> down the front of my shorts <laughs> Maybe I'll start ironing in a crease to my shorts. Don't iron in a crease in yes. your shorts, no. That's non-essential at all times. But I think some people begrudgingly iron was actually a form of meditation. Mindfulness. I get where it's quite mindful. 
But and it's just not my mind film. No, I can't imagine anything worse. So I iron in creases by accident, and that annoys me more than the ironing. Should we so, do? Yeah. Should we do an episode of the podcast where we just wear starched? Have you ever worn a starched shirt? No. You're in for a treat. Should, should we do one where we wear shirt and tie? Shirt and tie. Mm-hmm. The first Zoom. I will look like. Were you Mr. there when Mr. I? Humphrey's. Were you in the first Zoom call when the gym closed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought the thunder. Yeah. I wasn't anticipating my lat gains though. That shit was. That was a that was a pre. What was that shit when you had in school? Probably yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do one from now on. Let's only wear shit and tie in the podcast. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. But no. okay, can we just post production put that? Just imagine us in a shit and tie. Good evening. Welcome I would actually really like to wear shirt and tie. I think that if if it was, I think it should be more okay for girls to wear shit and tie to events it's not not okay no i know but if i did it people would be like what are you doing is this just because you're upset that you're the only girl in the room with traps so you're trying to hide them you're gonna wear a harry hill and be like Like is it it because people are like would you like a drink and they step out of your way when you're walking along no because you look like a well no i think you should be proud you've worked hard Mm. But it doesn't need to be commented on all the time, does it? Yes, it does, and you should be like, yeah, buddy. Mm. No, I would What like... are they called? Have you got names that might no. trigger and ransom or something? <laughs> oh my god, no. Um, but I think I, it, that it should be okay. If because it's do... so easy. Oh, that, that white shirt and that nice tie. Done, I'm dressed. You know how this, ha- how this change happens. Yeah, I do it. Yeah. Start living your best life. I'm going to do it. From now on. Would you like me to teach you how to do a Windsor knot, or have you got that in the bag? Kerry Humphreys is very good at tying a tie, I have to say, because he does it every single day. So, I've got that covered, thank you. I've also does got... Kerry iron his shirts as Yes, school? every Sunday night. It's allocated time. But he quite likes doing it, I think. I've done it, I've tried to be nice and do it once or twice for him, and I just thought, I'm not about this life, unfortunately. I'm not ironing shirts. Maybe if you had... A hot tub or a sauna, you could just hang them up in there so they're and then perpetually. The drop yeah. out. Mm. Or you could just ask your butler to do it. I don't have Send a Send them home. Oh, don't start this. No one needs to know. <laughs> Did you say no one needs to know about my butler? <laughs> no one needs to know about this joke because I'll have it both bad. Actually, Windsor is not very good at ironing. He's getting a bit. Of, he's getting on. I don't if have you, a butler. Your butler would definitely be doddery. I don't have a butler. Sorry, home help. I don't have home help. Don't you? No. Really? Can you not? Because people are going to start messaging, being like, oh, this is going I don't Or a change for me, like, oh, Mickey, your podcast is so good. Here, have some free stuff. Oh, here's some feedback. Don't be jealous. I'm not jealous. Everyone's going to message you now, being like, do you need help from your earlier rant in this podcast? <laughs> It'll just be all my stories just going to be touching. What? I know. No, I don't touch words. Because I don't care. <laughs> we don't care about people dying. It's my supervillain power. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I care. Oh, no, you're going to start me off. But yeah, I bet people do a lot of weird things. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Yeah. That it would not feel like it's just stuff they've always done. You know, like, people before they... So there's OCD. It's not OCD. Apparently it's really offensive to call it OCD. It is, it's because like, you, I think... So people use OCD all the time, just really flippantly, yeah, and, and that's not, not what OCD behavior. like. OCD is like crippling. Yeah, you know, like it's not just a thing of, oh, I like to be clean. 
that's my biggest one when people are like oh, I'm so OCD about cleaning. I'm like, no, you just like being clean. <laughs> You've just got an empty life. You just like, <laughs> devoid of meaning, so you. But you're not OCD you about it. Like, it's not to the point where you've like scrubbed the skin off your hands because you're so obsessed with cleaning. No. Like, and that's why I, d- I didn't have. I don't think I had compulsive hands. I just think I had. I had fixated. Well, yeah. It was the sort. Which is, of, I think is different. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think. What were you saying about people having... I think people are brought up differently, aren't they? And then when they come together, you'll be like, well, we didn't do that when I was growing up. Like, there's people that will always stop at the same services. Yeah! But I think that is mimetic frames. Yeah, well, it's stuff that you've learned as a kid and stuff, isn't it? And also, if anyone stops at Leeds Alamere because of Gavin and Stacey, stop. Gordano is the king of services. No. No, you're going to be like, the farm shop on the other side. Services yeah, is the king of farm, is the king of services. Don't tell me otherwise. That is the most If you've never been to Gloucester Services. No, 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 no. Name, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to absolutely describe change. Describe anyone, who, anyone you see there. Middle class <laughs> white people. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, I love it there, I could live there. No, I couldn't. It's not very vegan. No. But it is an amazing service. It's just not services, is it? If it's you've never experience. been, it's a holistic experience. It's an experience. If you've never been, you should go. That's what I'm saying. It's no. about to blow service stations out of the water for you. Yeah, services are supposed to be grotty, overpriced. Have you ever read and um, stressful, where you just see the best of people, and there's always going to be a coach load of either old people <laughs> or drunk people turning up to spoil it. Have you ever read people's TripAdvisor reviews of service stations? I have not. I don't you spend much time on TripAdvisor because they're really funny. Bring your favourite um, next week. Okay, I will. Um, I stop at Lee Delaware. Of course you do. It's halfway, isn't it? To no. London. Yeah, I think so. No. Well, there's no service station on the way. Membry? To home. To home. Hmm. <laughs> What's that? Magor, if you're really pushed. People only stop at Magor for a wee. It's the one before the bridge. And you have to pull off and it's a bit out of the way. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Yeah, it's rubbish. No. Cardiff East. We've got, got a friend um, who can't make it to Cardiff. No, Cardiff what? Yeah, Cardiff East. Um, we've got a friend that can't make it to Cardiff without stopping for a nap. From Swansea? Yeah. <laughs> so have, they, have they got narcolepsy? <laughs> so when they're so... driving? Yeah. How old is this friend? <laughs> Our age, 28. I, I feel like you should report them to the DVLA. <laughs> they, do the white lines hypnotise? That's de- No, they're just really sleepy. No, that, that is like a concern. No, I can, I can assure you. That if you knew the person, you'd be like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Makes sense. To be honest, I'm shocked Carrie gets to Alpha without needing a nap, so... <laughs> Where do they nap? Um, Port Talbot. Port Talbot is 16 miles away from... So you haven't no, even left the like county. It's like different places, but yeah. How so long is this nap? Be, oh, like a power nap, like five minutes, I think. But that's a, that's a weird thing that they do, which is completely normal to them. But to everyone else, we think it's weird. But would they then, if they were driving to Essex, mm. would it be like, well, I nap, I well, nap yeah, after ten minutes, naps, yeah. and then they just drive the rest of the journey? Um, or do they have no, to there stop? would be multiple naps, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not sure they should be on a motorway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. How many times have you nearly fallen asleep driving Never. and the white lines have woken you up? Never. Oh my goodness. I have nearly killed people multiple I times. I function really well and not very much sleep. 
what? What time do you go to bed, Ricky? Right, considering that I sleep a lot. <laughs> Owen texted me last night being like... Yeah, because you've got a backlog of 500 days of sleep. You can't say you function very well on little sleep because you've never had... Li define little sleep. Like an hour. An hour's sleep. Yeah. You're wild. When was that V festival, was it? When you were watching The Killers. No. It's crazy, man. You're shook by the I really hate, coming, aren't you? Yeah, I really hate how this podcast always just turns Did into... you like the Kaiser Chiefs? No. No, you would have preferred... Um, who were the ones that did the Annoying Dance? Franz Ferdinand. I, I did like Franz Ferdinand. Did you really? Yeah, I did. They, they actually make me feel sick to watch them. Okay. It's the dance thing he does. It's just so smug. <laughs> so smug? They're the smuggest band. At least the yeah, Kaiser Chiefs I... are a bit like pretend mockney, whatever they are. Mm, I, this didn't need to turn into mocking what music I like, but okay. Um, so you're just trying to stay on track for like five minutes today. You were talking about how good you are on no sleep, and then I asked you what time you go to bed, because I texted you at 12 minutes past 10 last night. Yeah, and you said, when you wake up in the morning, can you... And when did you read that text message? At six this morning. <laughs> um, you get solid uh, yes, I eight came. hours a night. Yeah, but if you were like, you don't need, like, you're not having much sleep, I'd be like, okay, that's fine, I can do that. But the point, the point is, is that I've never... The, You've never hit the white line. You've no. never had a... No, 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 and then no, a big no. adrenaline I've never... It's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Can't wait for you to get old. Tune into episode 497 where you're like, I did the white line! <laughs> I fell asleep, I fell asleep! Yay! <laughs> no! No, I just, I wouldn't... That Why? podcast... No. What? I'm not going to say it, we touch wood. That podcast or what? I was going to say that episode will be in the background here. Beep! Beep! Because you'll actually fall asleep and go off the road. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. But you don't have like a bad tail I thought you were on the machine. Oh, by that episode I'd be old and dead. Because you're old. Because you are old as... I'm not going to say it. We've got this far. No, we haven't. If you think we've got this far without swearing, we have not. Oh, bloody hell, mate. I've said the F word twice. Um. Okay, well, I'm glad you're really good at not sleeping. You absolute liar. You're also really good at not sleeping. Yeah, don't make a big I'm not putting you it. in the same bracket as me, by the way. Also, Carrie would disagree with that, but... <laughs> uh, we're not in the same bracket in terms of no sleeping. I would function well if I was given no sleep, but I choose to <laughs> sleep a lot. The phrase, I'll sleep when I'm dead, is... Is basically a guide for my life right now, and Carrie's. It's not. It's not funny. It's I just, just don't even bother asking anymore. Like it used to be. Like, are you okay? Yeah, did, you sleep? did the kids sleep alright? And now I'm just like, no. Just don't even bother asking. It is what it is. I had a terrible night's sleep last night. Did you? I saw every hour. Oh my god. I had a tickly cough. Oh. I can't really taste anything at the moment. I feel really worn <laughs> out. Just joking. Um, I slept alright actually. Good to know. Yeah, same as every night. Same as every night. Slept fine. No, we've actually had some really bad night's sleeps this week. Because Dags hasn't been very well. <laughs> is, it, is it all the rocks in his tummy? Don't, because it's not a funny joke. Because it could have been that. <laughs> um, right, weird things people do. Let's go back to that. So, someone was like, I don't iron. That's my way of resisting adulthood. Someone was like, I don't do the big shop. I know who that was. Yeah. I don't, yeah. But I think that that's a, that's, that's a swings and roundabouts thing. I think doing a big shop does feel 
very adulty when you're doing it with the trolley. It is more convenient to do it than more little shops. But you do have to be like, this is me being an adult and planning out my week so I know what food I'm eating. We just do it online because I can't, I can't, I hate the, the shop. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. And then someone else was like, I don't avoid anything because I'm a real adult. Oh. They actually said I'm a boring adult, which made me feel really sad. So I was like, you're not boring for being an adult. You just function really well as an adult. That feels like they want to abdicate their responsibilities. I feel... But then, on their Instagram, I don't think that they do act like an adult. Mm. They do play and stuff, so I don't think it's like a boring adult. They're a good adult. They're an adult that I would aspire to be. But I am nowhere near that. And I refuse to be anywhere near that. I, it's also... Well, <clears throat> okay. That might be a, an interesting link. And it could be the same person that we're talking about. I don't know who sent that in, but... Let's see how this connects. Okay. Um, I was having a conversation with long-time listener, Mr. Martin Lynch. Not the same person. Okay, Ooh, correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, Martin Lynch that said that my tea making was fine. Carry on. Don't. Didn't say it was right. No. Just said it was fine. Carry on. I think your tea making is, it's fine. Carry on. We're not going to keep <laughs> bringing up the tea making. Carry on. What did Martin Lynch say? I didn't bring up your tea making. No, it's before I did. Um, was talking about the idea of work ethic. Mm. And should it be instilled in people? Should you instill a work ethic? In you, if you're raising children, should you be focused on instilling a good work ethic in them? I'm saying that with a tone, I shouldn't mean. Yeah, you should are. you instill a good work ethic in, in people? Should you aspire to have a good work ethic? Are you asking me that question? Am I asking you that question? Because on paper, it sounds, sounds like a good thing. Yeah, but yeah, but it also just sounds like really top-down, like... Yeah. But it, it's something that's held in high regard, isn't it? And there's a big, you know, with the stoic approach to life, which I believe in, you know, kind of being present, memento mori, remember mm-hmm. you're going to die. Time life, is finite. Time is finite, and everyone you love is going to die. Exactly. I said that four times last night coaching. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Oh, so, my God. Yes. Um, but the notion of a work ethic for work ethic's sake is unusual in society now. So back when your survival was predicated by how hard you could work, mm. I can understand it. But, you know, going back to the podcast that was recommended by Penny, which talks about the banality of evil, you can have a really strong work ethic that will allow you to blanket focus on your work and not understand the context of what your work does. Mm. And I don't feel like I have a very good work ethic on some levels, but then I've also done for no return, consistent, strive to be best quality work for... A decade. Yeah. So I can't, I, you know, on set without you feel arrogant saying it then. But it's, I think it's not a work ethic if you, if it's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. So you don't need to instill, a, and also, uh, I think a lot of people have created incredible, world changing, well, our experience of the world changing, 
things with zero work ethic. Yeah. But it depends, like, it all go- again, it, everything always links back to this, but it depends how you define work mm. as to if you think someone's driven enough, I think. So, like, I need to stop saying I think all the time. But, like, if you define work as being promoted constantly and that and being a manager, if you become that, then people will be like, oh, they're worth it. They worked really hard for that. But then if your work, if you're just saying that your work is creating, some people don't value that as work. And some people will dismiss that. So even if you create daily, people are going to be like, well, they don't work very hard. All they do is film stuff. Hmm. So And a lot of... A lot of great ideas come from what people would perceive as wasting time. Yeah. And there is science behind... So for creative people... Oh, I need to remember where I hear this. Basically, as you start to get tired, you start to cross the barrier between parts of your brain so in that fuzzy kind of dream state you're able to have more lucid yeah um creative ideas so that would be a better time than when you're mm-hmm. in your work mode but yeah. the the notion of i think work ethic it's probably the phrasing that's wrong is it and you can imagine people being like you just need to grind away at this mm-hmm. and telling children or telling people that you work for it's all just about graft but we live in a culture where people work arbitrary hours for the sake of it. How many people are working nine to five and doing 20 minutes work in a day? Yeah. And so if you give people 10 hours to do work... They'll take 10 they'll hours take 10 to hours. do work, yeah. Do you know the train experiment that was run back no. in the early 1900s? Mm, no, not off. So some learned person that's listening is going to completely tear me to shreds on this, but a, a railroad company ran a test so this is how long we've known oh, i think i this. have okay yeah i think i know and they they split two equal jobs mm-hmm. between two teams and they told one team they had to work from the hours of you know for 12 hours and then they told the other team you just have to get this job done mm. and the people that were allowed to finish as soon as the work was done finished more work far faster yeah. than the people that were told they had to work all the time yeah but it, it it's so strange, isn't it, that we all... I understand that some businesses require you to be there at a certain time to function. Like, if people are expecting to buy something at 9am or mm-hmm. answer a call. But the notion that people that work in an office or, a bit like, all get in a car at the same time and then turn a 15-minute a journey into an hour-long journey, yeah. all struggle to park... And the big debate now about home working, and I know some people don't like it, which makes me worry about their homes. No, but no, no, there's I, a lot of pressure. I get people. that some people struggle with it, but I think that what they're struggling with is like face-to-face interaction. Yeah. I think whatever they're, I'm not, I can't generalize for everyone, but I know that the people that I work with or I know that have been like, I'm really struggling from work, working from home, have boiled it down to the fact that they just can't see people. Yeah, and so also if you weren't in a pandemic. If you could work from home and meet your friends for lunch, yeah, and spend your time without the other restrictions, yeah. I think it would feel very different. Yeah, it would. Yeah. But in terms of what's better for humanity, this notion of you are here for these hours because we say so yeah. is very confusing. Yeah. So yeah, work ethic versus. Go, but if you've also encouraged and nurtured people to go all in on the things they believe in, 
I don't think you need to instill like how much time and energy do people put into voraciously consuming Netflix no but mm-hmm. doing things you like like how many people potter in their garden yeah for thousands of hours it's not they they haven't got a work ethic they're not grafting no. on it they it gives back as much as they, but they have put into it. Worked really hard on yeah. the garden. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I... it's you know are we just becoming you know the hustle? There, there's a lot of benefit to just showing up and doing the work and being consistent. But I don't think people are given the option of where they channel it. Because you can put you can have a great work ethic and work really really hard, and. I think we brought this up on someone posted uh, on Instagram. It's like don't don't waste your life working for a job that will post your job advert before, before your obituary. Yeah, and it it's frighteningly true. Yeah, we think of like how many people put in like long hours and stuff, just to know that they are, you know, before the pandemic, we're putting in like twelve hour shifts to then be like, oh, we furloughed you, so like your mm. job isn't actually that essential, but we made you feel like you had to put in these extra hours for it. And so I've got my grandfather, my grandfather's dead, Mickey, oh, get out of your system. No, it's fine. Okay, I'm over that one. I've got his watch that was gifted to him after his service in work. Mm. And you know when you think, it's, it's obviously got huge sentimental value. You think, oh, wow, what a measure of this. But it's also like, oh, we're going to measure you in a capitalist, like here's a piece of thing yeah, which you can now watch the rest of your life take by. Yeah, as yeah. opposed, yeah, it's really strange. As opposed to, oh, actually, the twenty five years you put in had an had a positive impact that speaks for itself. Yeah, it just works weird, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah, just you just give everyone. The money. weird of this show is weird. <laughs> Everything's weird. But yeah, That's like, mm, work ethic. I don't know. The whole idea of work ethic annoys. I think annoys me. Um. And yet, so Martin was talking about how, you know, the real things that enrich life are creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. And right now, with the pandemic and life, the the live music industry and theatres and everything being forced to close and probably be, being unable to recover, mm-hmm. it's awful. And I have loads of friends that work in that industry. But for people to say that it's the death of entertainment and music and stuff feels really strange because I am a hundred percent sure that even if all the venues close, kids aren't gonna stop writing music. No. People aren't gonna stop. People aren't gonna stop listening to music. And And if anything people are like doubling down on that. Yeah. And the the live music industry will have to probably start from scratch. Mm -hmm. But people will open venues because if if you are allowed back eventually it's not like people are going to be like oh kind of I'm over going to gigs like people, like, it'd be like the best time ever yeah, to open a venue well, I think people would be more excited when you're allowed to go back like people would buy more tickets than they ever have been just start pre-selling like a, gigs now for yeah two, I don't know why people haven't been doing that they get people excited now about and take their money take their money. furlough money <laughs> if you're not getting furlough take all the yeah. furlough people's money to... but it is awful and we haven't supported that industry at all because yeah. imagine the last six months with no Netflix. Yeah. And what's going to happen in a year when we've run out of TV shows? You're going to have to start watching all those films. I'm going to have to start watching stuff that people have recommended Police Academy. To me, and I'm not up for that. Now, purely out of stubbornness, I don't want to watch the stuff people have recommended to me. Again, send Mickey a message of a film. Have you seen Willow? No. 
Willow. No. That's a reference to the Wadcast podcast. Shout out to Scott and Armand who aren't listening. <laughs> and also don't do the Wadcast anymore. No, but when they did, there yeah, was a no, big was joke. Good. And then when they, they eventually sent Armand a copy of Willow on DVD, he was like, I don't have a DVD player. <laughs> Um, no, I will never, no, I'm not going to get Send that. Send McGinn back. iTunes voucher. Is that still a thing? Who's still buying music on iTunes? You must be able to. Well, I remember, this always reminds me of when I was in school, they, Coca-Cola ran a thing that was like on the back of the label. It was like a free code for iTunes. So you could like get a song for free off iTunes. So you used to just go in the shop and rip all the labels off. No, I just used to like go around school and everything was on and I'd be like, <laughs> take the label off them. And in the end, iTunes were like, we, we're not doing it. You can't. You can't take any more free music off us. And just stopped me using the codes. Just you. Well, I don't know. It happened to you anyone broke, else. You ruined it for everyone. I broke iTunes, but no, they were like, no, you, you've taken the piss. In the olden days, text messages cost quite a lot of money. Mm. They were ten pence. Well, that's why text. you had text speak, wasn't it? Because it was per. You only had a limited amount of characters per text message. And you had just so like cram it into one. It was like. The equivalent of Twitter having the. Hundred forty yeah. characters. I remember the good old days of that. But they still kind of do that. You have to. Just, you have, it's but you can just, yeah, you can just you do. You just multiple. do threads now. Um, so they. It was it cost a load, and then they gave out. I remember O2. For, we were the first network, I think. Was it Orange? And it was you had unlimited texts. Mm. <laughs> and a girl I went to school with, had a message off them being like, "You've abused your You've unlimited, abused no unlimited text." And she'd said, "I think she'd sent over ten thousand. They were like, "We have a cap of ten thousand texts a month." Who the hell is she texting 10,000 But text? also, 10,000 texts before an iPhone. That's impressive. So T9, you, like, yeah. triple tap. That's impressive. Yeah. Her thumbs must be... How has she got that much to say? Yeah. Or maybe her hands just don't work anymore. Yeah. She's got, like, repetitive strain injury mm. in, like, her thumb. That's insane. I always thought that was an urban legend, that you could run out of the unlimited text. Nope. But you've just told me. I've seen the message. Wow. Maybe I started the um, image. That's so reminded me. Twitter thread. Someone started a thread about John Lewis advert ideas. No. On Twitter, yeah. Is it all about sad kids on Zoom? <laughs> yeah, it's about someone was like, oh, um, I bet they've filmed like a Zoom Father Christmas one. Yeah, with Chris like Martin this. playing an, an album. And I was like, yes. How do you make it? What's the, what's the saddest thing you could do? You get Chris Martin singing Elbow, doing a cover of... Bon Iver. You get Chris Martin and James Blunt. Oh. Because everyone hates no, James, James Blunt. Blunt for but he's no funny. He's, he's really so funny. funny on Twitter. And then. Also, Chris Martin. They sing a Smith song. Ugh. Why is Morrissey spoiled that music so much? Anyway, um, Chris Martin was on Howard Stern talking, and they were asking, How did you write Yellow? Yeah. And look at the stars. And he told us, so he's like, Oh, I just. I was making fun of Neil Young. Da, 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 da. In another video, gives a totally different story about being at Rockfield Studios and there was a glit, there was a problem, so they were outside late at night and Rockfield Studios is based in basically like a dark skies area of Wales mm. and the owner of Rockfield, in the Rockfield documentary, he talks about how he said, oh, look at the stars and Chris Martin took that line because it was written really fast mm. but now you're like, well, which one's the lie? Because mm. you're annoying either way with a stupid painted piano. Yeah. So isn't it weird how we love to hate successful people? Well, no, because he's just not—he's not successful. He's like irritatingly successful. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is. He's like irritating. Have you seen that joke about the drummer from Coldplay? 
The one that no one knows about. Yeah, and it's like he's got the best. He's the yeah, because no one actually knows. But then he is in the red wedding in Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah. and no one <laughs> he's yeah. playing the drummer in the band, and still no, no one, one knows. has a clue. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I am um, on that note. So when I used to show us your Coldplay tattoo. I don't have a Coldplay tattoo, which is surprising. <laughs> Probably would have done at some now. I've never actually liked Coldplay. I thought they're really irritating. He's really self-righteous for no reason. Music for people in. that don't like music. People voted for the Nazis and listened to Coldplay. You can't trust people. It's, yes. <laughs> um, I didn't make it up. There's a clip yes, from Peep yeah. Show. <laughs> um, so the same sort of thing happened when... So I went to see Russell Howard before Russell Howard was famous. Um, and then he told a joke. Hang it was like really funny because you think it's like happened Put in some context into this. Before he was famous, where did you see him? Because if you say like the Palladium it. or oh, no, the, no, no, no. The, the Motor Point Arena, I'd argue that he was before he was on TV. Yeah, and he told this joke that was funny because you thought it actually happened, and then like later on he like tells the joke in a completely different setting, but like it's the same punchline. You're like, oh, it's you, just not oh, funny because you're yeah. clearly just making it up. Like I find comedy funny only when you know it could have happened. I hate when people make stuff up and you're like, that's that clearly didn't happen. Like. You've made that. <laughs> I hate it when comedians make up jokes just to make people laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be real world. You, you, do you need non-fiction or fiction? Right! On this note, I listened to a podcast the other day and they had the exact same argument I did about fiction and non-fiction. And this no, is no, it. No. no, there's no argument No, there's no argument. <laughs> no. So, the same struggle. Yeah, so it's because, and this is what I struggled to articulate before, this is how I think of it when I was a kid. True, not true, right? So not true should be not fiction, non-fiction. Get, see my struggle now? No, because you've just made the point. Non-fiction is true, fiction is false. No, because non-fiction in my head translate as not true. Does that make sense? So a not-fiction book would not be true. Yeah, non-fiction books aren't... Oh, non-fiction books are factual. Yeah, yes. but, yeah, but yeah. you just you're just missing the point there. Like, if they were called not true books, yeah, it would be wrong. But they are true books. That's what they call non-fiction. They're called not false books. Change fiction to false in your mind, and you'll never forget. No. So call fiction false. We'll use alliteration for you. So false and not false. Got it? Does that make sense to you now? So a non-fiction is is not true. It's false. Fiction is false. false. Say it three times. Fiction is false. And non-fiction no, is false. No, three times. You got you. If you don't say it three times, fiction you Fiction is false. Fiction is false. Fiction is false. And non-fiction not is not false. Not false. Now you'll never forget. Now that, unfortunately, has now just proven the T argument. Someone else has the same struggle as you. Doesn't change so, the fact that I don't fiction know if you've is this, fiction. But I like to, as soon as someone else says they have the same struggle, like, oh, it's real now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so what were you saying about fiction or non-fiction? Is it fiction or not fiction? What were we testing me on? Humor. Uh, you fiction. only like. I only like. No, no. you only like non-fictional humor. You only like real, actual scenario. You only like. Funny things if they've actually... Yeah, like, non-fictional comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like Peep Show. Yes. (laughs) 
Because that, I can see that happening in everyday life, which is why Kerry hates it. What about the Mighty Boosh? Um, no, see, I like the Mighty Boosh, but obviously that would never happen. And that's outlandish enough for you to yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I'm making that what you And I'm the weird one for touching my head. No. I have no, I recognise I have very weird likes and dislikes. But being weird is what makes people unique and what makes them them. So you should always double down on your weirdness, I think. Well that that could give carp like some people's weirdness is uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Your weirdness it, shouldn't affect Yeah, people. no, unless your your weirdness shouldn't, shouldn't affect other weirdness. people. No, no. Not touchy weird. But then I would count touchy weird as anyone that gives hugs. That's because you're just broken. Because I'm like, don't because your family all just laughed at funerals and buried the feelings deep down. <laughs> but well, Uncle I, Bob's dead. Don't worry. <laughs> Let's have a giggle. Not even that level. And I'm like, you're right. It's okay. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I'm fine. I'm over it. I'm over the death. But Dad's been to Blockbusters. Did you ever go to? Do you remember Netflix before it was? When you got sent DVDs? Yeah. No, but I did go to Blockbusters. I think we still got a Netflix DVD. I'll try and find Put it. Put on eBay, that'd be worth loads. Like the little shoes or the oldie shoes. What? Have you not seen the trainers? Huh? Either li- Which is the yellow and blue one? Little. Don't ask me because I'm getting confused. There's the little. I don't know if you trainers. know, but I struggle when there's like two things that are quite similar. Little, I, I don't want to tell the difference. On a weekly basis, I'm like, which is the one by my mum's house? And Carrie has to tell me. I don't get it. They, they're so similar and people know the difference. Don't understand how they do. Are, are you prejudiced against super? Do they all look the same to you? No, that that's not what I'm saying. That basically is what that's you just what said. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I hear. Stop taking something <laughs> out of context. That's not what I'm saying. I do have a... So on the music note that we yeah. were talking about in the round way... I did have a thought. So for anyone with a budget and connections, I think you should make this series where you just sit down. People have sort of touched on it, but really think about, imagine being in the room the first time bands play, you know, a song that you know is, because sometimes like, oh, I didn't think this was going to be big. Like Billy Corgan didn't know that Tonight Tonight by the Smash Mouth was mm. going to be a big song. And I'm like, are you joking? Mm. But there must be times where bands... Like, oh, I've got this riff, and then they play it, and the first time they play it, that feeling of, like... <gasps> yeah, this is it. Or is it just a song to them? It's weird, that, isn't when it? When I've written all my greatest music, yeah. I've always been like, this, this is... the is, one, this yeah. is... Yeah. But that's just an every-time-I-write-a-song occurrence. I just know it's amazing. <laughs> no, but that feeling of, like... You know, a song that then goes on to be... Yeah. Massive... What I'm saying is we need a time... If I had a time machine, I'd probably waste it on just going back to be in the room when Everlong was written or mm. when the Steel recorded Everlong. Yeah. I suppose it's a weird... It would be something... I think it would be, be weird to be around for. Mm. Again, I've used the word weird. But um, why, why in this day and age is all music writing not just documented so you can capture that? Or would it then remove the magic? Well, I think it would just show that it's a lot of mainstream music is not written by people, it's written by machines. Do you know John Bellion? He writes a famous song and he documented, he happens to be re- videoing everything and you see it from start to finish and it's an amazing video. I, it would be uh, it would be really cool to see the it's process called, of it. Yeah, it's called, oh, look, get on the get on the YouTube, on, okay. on the internet and look up John Bellion writing all time low. Okay. I'll make a mental note. 
There we go. Music. Nailed. JK Rowling. What's she been up to recently? Being even worse than she was before. Giving back awards. No, apparently she's now written a book about a man that disguises himself as a woman to kill someone. And they're the baddie. Yes. So now they're like, now she's making trans people baddies. Is the only thing she can do now, is the only redemption, if she transitions. And it was like, you know, like when homophobic people... I think think she dies. (laughs) The damage is done. I don't think that she can redeem herself now. Do they... It's a shame, isn't it? What she could do is relinquish... She's rich enough, right? Mm. If she just relinquished the rights... But we could, spoke so, you know, like Star we Wars before, like, gets written and directed by different people. Yeah. Could someone awesome, could Noel Fielding go and write the next Harry Potter? Oh my god, imagine how mental that would be. How cool would it be? Have you seen the meme that's like, um, so the stage lights come on and it's Boris Johnson is to the front and then Noel Fielding comes out and like stabs him with a knife and it turns out he's a cake and he's been a cake this whole time. And we've been yeah. living in some weird Great British Bake Off reality. Um, if only that was true and he's not actually the horrendous human in charge of the country. I would love it if he was just a cake. That would explain a lot and make things a lot... Not even... No, they wouldn't make things better. No, because then we'd just be a cake-led nation of racists and xenophobic... To be honest, that's not far off where we are at. We are a cake-led nation of racists and intolerant people. So Idols, the band. They were on the radio when I came in. Oh, well, there's been a bit of controversy, a bit of beef between them and another band where they got called out because they're not working class and how they shouldn't be referring, like using words like scum to talk about working class people that are racist. Well, or just that if you don't live and experience that, like it's completely understandable why people in those situations are the way they are. But I fundamentally disagree with that. In that I don't think being poor makes you racist. No. I think it's a combination of like very calculated media. Like there's a lot of other stuff in there because just being a victim of financial hardship doesn't intrinsically make you fearful and hateful at all. No. And that is not my experience of working in deprived communities. But once you mix in the mainstream media, TV, celebrity, all this stuff. Mm. That's where it comes from. I think that argument is fundamentally flawed. So they were, you know, they were going back and forth and... But also, like, who who is someone to say, like, whether you're working class or not? Do you know what I mean? Mm. You can't just challenge to be someone where you're not working class. You don't know... Like, that, I don't know, that really annoys me when people are like, well, you're not working class. I think he was just talking about, like, left, uh, that, you know, it's very easy to have these sort of left-wing ideologies. Uh, So they were talking about if all homophobes are wrong and Mm. all immigrants are welcome, Mm. how do you explain my, all my Armenian relatives who are immigrants are are homophobic? Right. And it's like, well, it doesn't change the argument. They're welcome here, but they're not, they shouldn't be homophobic. Well, they're not intrinsically linked at all. They're not like... No, it's a, it was a really, that's why I found the argument quite flawed, because it was like, yeah, Okay, that's because they've been raised in a society where homophobia is rife. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we should be like, no, the border's closed. But it also doesn't mean that we're like, welcome, but you're allowed to be homophobic. We'd be like, welcome, guess what? Here's some lessons you need to learn about... Life. Yeah. Or also, just let them discover it. Let them hang out with some gay people and be like, oh, I was totally wrong. Yeah. 
But then that's what we say about all the time about having to educate people and mm. like Holding sharing your voice so that yeah. you, people can learn things. Yeah, and I think more. I don't know. <sighs> discussion. Who am I to tell people to go and have big, deep, meaningful discussions? When this but I think there like... wouldn't be a better place if people did. Mm. Well, you just have. It would be interesting. So there, apparently, there's a film where you have like a time clock, and you know when you're going to die, and then you buy more time. No, no, no. Okay. But I'm the not... the premise of I... if you did visualize how many more conversations you had, even if you saw it was like overwhelming huge numbers. Once you get through the first thousand, you'd be like, oh my goodness, a thousand's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just if you're not... It depends on what your beliefs are, but if you really think, okay, I get, I'm alive now and this is the experience of it, really, do you want to talk about what's on TV? Oh, I don't know, TV's quite interesting, but at least try and have difficult conversations and explore yeah. stuff and challenge people and be comfortable like being able to say no to people and not hang around with people that make you feel like shit and or people that just validate like you want people that are to an extent cheer- you want someone who's a cheerleader but will smack you around the head when you're off track but that pushes you to find where your work ethic's coming from naturally yeah. go and do the things you love mm-hmm. and I worry I speak to a lot of people and you feel like oh why is no you're really good at this? Why is no one making you do like making mm-hmm. you enjoy or like giving you the space to enjoy it and do it? Yeah, there's a lot of people. I'm very lucky. <laughs> I get I get indulged by the people in my life to be like, yeah, you go be a massive unproductive weirdo, child adult, kid adult for life. Yeah, well, I feel the same. I'm very lucky mm. that no one pressures me into. Being an adult, I suppose. But the fact that people don't feel that... There's a lot of people that have really... Well, everyone has a really unique experience of everything. And putting it out there, it doesn't doesn't matter if no one listens to it. But I think if it's there for one person, you've given out something that could help someone else. Yeah. And helped yourself by listening to it. Yeah, I'm documenting stuff. Go, go, go. Do it, do it, do it. Always document stuff. Hmm. Oh, did you did you follow Hatchet and the Bear? Did you see my... Oh, I did see the post. Yeah, it was awful. Really sad. I didn't really understand because I hadn't followed. But another reminder. That, that time is finite. And everyone you love is going to die. Yeah. Even people you don't know on the internet. Like, I still like affect yeah. you on big levels. But really interestingly they chose to share their journey through battling mm. cancer and it was really but imagine I, the impact that's going to have on okay so it cut out but we were just talking about the reason i followed the instagram account of hatchet and the bear was from going to the do lectures and a woman i attended with has just been diagnosed with cancer at the same time and then it just hammers home so you know, this person that was super creative and had shared their phenomenal kind of life journey only made it to 45. And now someone else at the same age, you know, her prognosis is pretty good, but it's real and it's out there. And like, we joke about time is fine, but like, 
this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And the you know you, it goes around the internet all the time about number one regret of the. Of the people, you know, of people on their deathbeds, and we just ignore it. Yeah, I know. It's like the one thing that will that everyone always says, or like it's just echoed constantly, is that they spent too much time doing stuff they didn't want to do and not enough time doing things that they loved. Mm. Which is why you should just unapologetically do the things you love and be the person that you want to be and do all the weird things that you do and do all of the superstitious things you need to unless it becomes crippling and you can't spend any time doing it now. <laughs> but but the thing is you th- that like the thing is you think you have time. Yeah. It's completely tr- like you don't. No. Like I can right now name five people undergoing treatment for cancer right now. Yeah. Within a like a fairly close circle of mine. Mm. And I just think it it's you know, I don't wanna be like it's inevitable that people need to understand that like nothing is guaranteed. So if there are things you want to do that don't hurt other people, mm. there is never gonna be the right time and you're already too late. So you may like what's the worst that's gonna happen? Yeah. And if you're with people if you're worried about people's reaction to you expressing what you want to do or the changes you want to make in your life those are not the people not the right you should people. be with no I completely agree if you're nervous about telling people what you want to do I don't think that they're the people you need to tell no fuck them fuck them <laughs> well live laugh love that podcast went round in circles in a straight line for a change then hit a diversion <laughs> Tune in next week for another uplifting episode of... I'm not going to do it. Oh, my God, do you want me to say it? No, episode 14. Well, we've got past 13, which... I can't stop that. To all you haters out there, hashtag still recording. Yeah. And we're not going to stop. If you'd like to go on iTunes, even if you listen on Spotify and give us a review... Can it be? Can someone give a review? Because the only review we have is someone saying that there's a disappointing knowledge of fiction and non-fiction. Still and true. Really still still true. true. But I don't know why you would like. But I mean, you can do that. You can't do anything on Spotify. But if you want to tell your friends or invite people to listen to this, yeah, that would be lovely. But that it makes. I mean, it ain't gonna stop us or start us either way. Exactly. Perfect. So yeah, thanks for listening. Until next week. Remember. Time is finite. And everyone you love is going to die. Live. Laugh. Love. Fuck you, I won't brew how you tell me. <laughs> <laughs>